0: Okay, we're live. Uh, just so you all know, if you're uh, watching online, we're just getting started. We're going to have a special guest tonight, who is uh, Usama Dokdok, and we got more people coming in the door right now. But a um, couple things to announce before I have him come up. The first is um, I I would hope that people online and uh, that uh, watch the uh, prophecy update and the uh, ch- attend the church services would keep a matter in prayer. I got a uh, email today from um, Sarasota County that they want to change the zoning in Sarasota to allow bars to move in next to churches. Uh, There's currently a zoning prohibition, which uh, they cannot move in next to churches within 800 feet. And we moved in here, and that has excluded a lot of bars from the area recently. And um, they've moved out, and we have... Many, many restaurants that serve alcohol, which are not forbidden. We've got at least 20 bars within 800 feet of here, and there's no reason to change the zoning. Uh, You know, the bars that are here can sell, and they're grandfathered in. If they go out of business, they're not grandfathered in. But this is an attempt to uh, increase the amount of bars that can be here in Sarasota next to a church. And we already have a real problem with people interrupting church services, Um, damaging the property. And so I would ask you to pray that this does not happen. We've got uh, four months to get this done, but um, that's where we stand right now. And uh, so please keep that in prayer. And we're going to open in prayer, and then we'll get Usama up here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the chance to uh, come and meet in your presence and to fellowship with other believers. And tonight we have our brother Usama, who's going to tell us more about the uh, false religion of Islam. And we would pray that you would open his mouth so that he could speak eloquently and clearly and that the uh, presentation would be edifying to everybody that watches it. We thank you for the chance to meet here and do this and we want to give you the praise and glory and honor that you are due and we'll do it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
1: All
0: right brother, come on up. It's all yours.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we were debating where we stopped in our last meeting, but guess what? We got it from the last video. So here is the continuation of our study. Uh, of Sharia, revealing the truth about Sharia. And I'm going to share with you some more examples, a uh, few more coming up here, uh, to learn more about Sharia as uh, we'll talk about marriage. Believe it or not, I studied marriage uh, in Sharia in uh, the college in Egypt for a couple of years. So this is my expertise, this next session. I studied in a couple of years, and I'm going to share it with you in six or seven minutes as we continue to move on to something else. So if you are listening to us or watching this uh, you don't i don't want you to believe that you are an expert because you attend a seminar of three hours uh, just this is an example the marriage in islam according to sharia it will take us a good uh, couple months to cover it if we have extensive study for it to learn all the ups and down and the in and out of it but we're not going to do that we're just going to continue we'll go with this uh, fast speed to learn as much as we can learn about sharia in this short seminar. So let's talk about marriage. And this is also come from the book of the reliance of the traveler, Ahmed Selik, Salik, which we have shared with you uh, in our last program. You can download, uh, some said not the entire book, but at least a couple hundred pages or so of that book. If you want to buy it, you can buy it. I will not encourage you to buy it because believe it or not, when you buy it, you are giving money to the Muslim Brotherhood mm-hmm. because this is their material. And, but if you're going to use it for, uh, De- defeating or destroying islam i will spend as much money as i can put in it myself so here we go m3.13.2 uh, point point, uh, between bracket because the way they're written is going to say m and then three and four and five and six and then you go from one to sometime 20 and each one like 13 there is two there's one and two and three and four so that's how he breaks the entire book so here we go let's learn about marriage
2: Whenever the bride is a virgin, the father or grandfather may marry her to someone without her permission. Though it is recommended to ask her permission if she has reached puberty, a virgin's silence is considered permission.
1: <laughs> well, they tell you that um, in Islam, the the, the the woman have to accept the husband. Yep, if she's a woman. What if she's a child? Well, the daddy or the wali uh, who will uh, take care of that, he will actually be the one who will sign up now if you think about it if she is silent what if she cannot talk what do you mean she cannot talk she's literally not a child but a baby do you know what is the age of marriage in Sharia for a female in Islam Four. Somebody somebody's what Four. anybody else Okay? Normally, the people would tell me six or nine to compare to Muhammad. He was engaged to Aisha when she was six, and he married her, had a, a sexual relationship with her when she was nine. As a matter of fact, in Islam, the age of a female to be married is after birth. So if a mama have a baby and they found out that baby is a girl, now the daddy can hold a hand with some other man who could be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years older than her and she is now a pride to that person. And that come obviously from the Sharia, not from some other sources outside. As we listen here,
2: Islamic doctrine permits the marriage of prepubescent girls. There's no minimum age for marriage contract and the consummation may take place when the girl is at age 8
1: or 9. And you may ask why 8, why 9? As I shared with you before, Sharia comes from two books, the Quran, Allah's words, the Hadith, Muhammad's words, and also within the Hadith, we learn about Sunnah, how Muhammad lived his life, the way Muhammad lived, and he's the noblest, noblest example for Muslim people to follow. So Muhammad himself, he had, Married Aisha at the age of six, but he did not have sexual relationship with her until she turned nine. Some say eight, some say nine. Well, believe it or not, I can go for eight and a half because every year of the calendar of the Muslim, lose a month of our years. So obviously you can get to maybe eight and a half. But why is it Muhammad waited until she turned nine? Muslim would tell you because that is the age of maturity for girls who live in Saudi Arabia in the seventh century. Uh, because of the temperature, uh, it's hot there, the desert and hot. Girls mature; they have their first period around nine years old, and she is now no longer a girl but a woman. Comparing to some places like in uh, North America, if you are in Alaska or say in Greenland, girls normally mature roughly around thirty years old because that's too cold. You know, cold. This is obviously. Two bit. Temperature have nothing to do with the age of maturity for the females. There is no way under the blue sky an eight or a nine years old, a child, anywhere in planet Earth, if it is in the most hot city or the most cold city, that, that is the age for the child to mature. And I, actually, we actually going to prove it from the Quran that it have nothing to do with maturity of the children. It just happened. It just happened. In the case of Aisha, she was too small physically. She could not handle physically to be involved with a man sexually. That's why Muhammad waited until the age of nine. And in reality, in reality, I mean, someone say, how do you know that? The Hadith tells that she was too small she's a little child. And in reality, Muhammad molested her for three years before he had intercourse with her. That is uh, how he can enjoy her sexually without having intercourse. Obviously, it's a sickness of a hit. That's why I always say Muhammad was a child molester, a sex offender, a, a, a pedophile, whatever name you want to give to him. That is the reality of who Muhammad was. But let's continue with the uh, true example of Muhammad marrying Aisha in young age and inter- have sex relationship in the young age, and that's actually came from uh, Sahih Muslim, uh, hadith number 1422, it is a correct hadith, there is not one Muslim in the planet Earth who will say this is not true, or uh, this is not accurate information, this is Aisha's own words, she said, Aisha said,
2: the prophet, Allah's prayer and peace be upon him, married me when I was six years old, and he had sex with me when I was nine years old.
1: Nine years old. It is not the license for Muslim men to be married or to consummate their marriage to their wives. It's just what happened with Aisha. And the proof is this, Quran, chapter 65, verse 4. The book of divorce teaches us about that. Listen to this command of Allah, which is the source of Sharia. Remember, Quran, Hadith. Here's what the Quran said about marriage.
3: And for those of your women who despair of menstruation, if you doubt that they may be pregnant, their prescribed waiting time is three months, as well as for those who have not yet begun menstruation.
1: So if I am married to my wife and she say she's in her 40s, 45, 46, and we decided, I decided to go ahead and divorce her, so I divorced her. Now, she cannot be remarried to another husband for three months. Why? In case she is pregnant by me, and if she is pregnant by me, Sharia, I go in depth. We're so not going to get all this tonight, of course. I'm trying to go faster here. That uh, the baby will be mine so this is a good uh, advice to the American lady who they assume if they marry a Muslim man that they own their children or have the right to raise their children no sweetheart if your husband divorce you your children are his he is in full control that's why Muslims are forcing Sharia as we see in our study tonight in England that's why they want to force it in America so the husband can control the children Muslims are losing hundreds and thousands of little children because mama can divorce the daddy here in America and she can keep her children but according to sharia only the father can divorce the wife and he has the right to keep the children what if the children were just a baby infant just was born yep the mama would breastfeed him with a price and if the father and the mother disagree according to the teaching of the quran then he can find for his baby another wife another uh, mama to breastfeed him just use your imagination A mama just have a birth of a child. And Muhammad, the husband, or Ali, the husband, will take that baby from the mama's bosom to give it to another lady to breastfeed him, breastfeed the baby for him because they disagree on the price, how much he would charge. She would charge him, or he will pay her to breastfeed the baby. But the most important part of this verse is this how about if I am married to a child who have not yet begun menstruation? What is the story here? Oh, it's the same. She cannot be remarried or we can say abused by a new husband for three months in case that child wife is pregnant by me. Which means what? Marriage in Islam have no age for the female. She does not have to have her first period. No. She can be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, as long as she physically can take the man uh, in bed like uh, the normal relationship between husband and wife, have an intercourse, then he can do that. So Abuse for female, for little children all over the world is the reality of the teaching of Sharia that make it illegal for Muslims to live in America. If that's what they believe in, if they believe in the Quran, they cannot be living rightly, right in America according to our constitution. Now let's move on to another point here concerning marriage and divorce as well
2: it is not lawful or valid for a muslim man to be married to any woman who is not either a muslim christian or jew nor is it lawful or valid for a muslim woman to be married to anyone besides a muslim
1: A few years ago, I was speaking in uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. I can't remember now. Ohio. I believe that was Ohio. And a Muslim, uh, three Muslim imam came to the meeting. And they were very upset with me. How dare I am after the meeting. We have some really hot discussion. How dare I am to lie to the American people and tell them that Muslims do not love Christians and Jews. And the man said, my wife, she's a good Catholic. She's a Christian. I said, oh. You're married to a Catholic lady? A Christian lady? He said, "Yes." Yeah, see, you don't even know that. I said, oh, well, uh, are you a citizen yet? And he was quiet. I said, did she help you yet to become a citizen? And he will not answer. I said, hmm, I bet you are not a citizen yet. But you're going to be, she's going to help you, so don't worry. But then I asked him, tell me, Mr. Imam, can I marry your sister? Can I marry your daughter? Can I marry a Muslim female in planet Earth? And the answer was, no. I said, so it's not love, actually. It's invasion. You're invading the females of the West by marriage Jews, Christian, atheists, whatever. But Sharia actually limited the, to, to be a Jewish or a Christian or a Muslim. A Muslim man can marry any female if it's going to help the benefit of Islam, help him to become citizen. But in the, in the same time, a Christian or a Jewish man cannot marry a Muslim female. Hmm. That makes sense, does it? Let's talk about jihad. Uh, This is just, we're going to move, as I said, fast. Uh, When we talk about jihad in our textbooks in America, our children are learning jihad is internal struggle. Our children are learning jihad is for them to study so hard to get A's uh, perhaps B's, but not C's. Because C's is not a very good jihad. It is for their mom to work so hard to keep the house clean and to uh, cook good, warm food. It's for dad to work so hard, sweet, very hard work to provide the money, to provide uh, the needs for the family. That is jihad in Islam. On the other hand, some textbooks said, well, jihad could also mean war, but it's only for defensive war. that Muslim will fight to defend themselves, not to kill others. And I wish Muslims can show us any example of that from the Quran or from the Hadith. Because as we said, Sharia comes from the Quran, Sharia comes from the Hadith. And nothing in the Quran said that Muslims fight for self-defense or jihad is internal struggle to do good and to fight evil. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. We got 26 verses in the Quran where we learn from them that jihad is to fight, to kill people, to force people. To become Muslim and now from the reliance of the traveler the book we're talking about here we're going to go to 09.0 and listen to what that that book teaches about jihad jihad means to war against
2: non-muslims and is etymologically <coughs> derived from the word jatah, <coughs> signifying warfare to establish the religion the scholarly basis for jihad prior to scholarly consensus is such Quranic verses as
1: we're going to get to the verses of jihad in a minute but for now what is jihad? It is to, to, to engage in war with people to establish the religion. This is the words of Muhammad. That's what Allah taught in the Hadith and if I, uh, in the Quran. So if Quran and Hadith support what I'm teaching you tonight, that jihad is I'm gonna force you to become Muslim, even to the point I'm gonna kill some of you to force the rest to become Muslim. All right. Now, let's look at the verses which talk about jihad. First, uh, verse, I'd like to quote for you, Quran chapter 2 and verse 216. And here's what Allah said.
3: War is decreed to you, and it is hated by you. And perhaps you may hate something, and it is good for you. And perhaps you love something, and it is evil for you. And Allah knows, and you do not know.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, Brother Usama. I thought you were going to teach us about verses about jihad. And I don't even see the word jihad in that verse. Yep, it is. It's a, it's the a word war. W-A-R, war. We actually got in the Quran 79 verses, not 7 or 9, 79, almost 80. Okay? 79 verses where Allah commands, orders the Muslim believers, not the radicals, not the extremists, Muslim believers, to engage in war. For what purpose? To force people to become Muslim. Get rid of those who will not submit to Islam and by the way, when you read the interpretation of all Muslim scholars all, A-L-L all Muslim scholars said whenever you see the word war in a verse in the Quran, it is actually performing jihad, so war in the Quran is interpreted to be performing jihad, and on the other side the word jihad is mentioned in the Quran as I mentioned just a few seconds ago 26 verses, the interpretation of these words of jihad, it is to engage in war now Here's the first verse. Let's go to another verse. Quran chapter 4 verse 89.
3: They desire that you should become infidels as they are infidels so that you should be alike. So do not take any of them for friends until they emigrate for the sake of Allah. So if they turn away, so seize them and kill them wherever you find them. And do not take from them as friends or
1: helpers. As we talk about the 79 verses of the Quran where Allah used the word war to mean to perform jihad, there's also plenty of other verses where Allah used the word kill, killing, killed. Killing in the Quran is also performing jihad because it's the same thing. What do you do in war? You kill people. What do you do in jihad? You kill people. The purpose of it is to kill people. So killing people is performing jihad. And there are plenty of verses of the Quran which Allah mentioned. Killing. How about Muhammad's own word in the Hadith? You see, you cannot argue with me. You're not going to win the debate when you try to tell me that jihad is not what jihad is. According to the book of Sharia, which is Ahmed al according to the Quran, and according to the Hadith. Here is Muhammad's own words concerning jihad.
3: Muhammad said... I have been commanded to engage in war with people until they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Muhammad also said, to go forth in the morning or evening to fight in the path of Allah is
1: better than the whole world and everything in it. So why Muhammad was fighting people? Why Muhammad was engaging in war with people? Why Muhammad was killing people? To make them Muslim. How? Until they say there is no God except Allah. And Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. If you're not going to say that statement. Which is a shahada. Which is a pillar number one Islam. Which by it you become a Muslim. If you're not going to say that's fine. We're going to kill you. To take your wives and daughters. To rape them. To raise Muslim babies out of them. You want to protect your life, you want to protect your possessions, you want to protect your family, just say the Shahada, become a Muslim, and we don't have to kill you at all. That's exactly what Muhammad did in the first Islamic state in the Saudi Arabia Peninsula, and that's exactly what his followers did after him in the 57 Muslim countries around the world. All right? Let's move on to talk about adultery according to Sharia.
2: Unlawful intercourse is a capital crime under Sharia, punishable by lashing and stoning to death.
1: Of course, lashing for those singles and stoning to death to those who are married. Uh, You will not find the clear verses in the Quran uh, where Allah gives the order or the command for Muslims to literally stone those who commit adultery. Why is that? Because we know the verse used to be there. What happened to that verse? Almighty goat ate it. Yes, indeed. You heard me right. Almighty God. See, Aisha had that verse in a piece of paper and the piece of paper were under her mattress. Somehow, some goat went to her bedroom and was able to grab this piece of paper from under her mattress and you know what goat like to eat. They like to eat paper. So, the goat ate, Almighty goat ate the verses of Almighty Allah and Muslims, till today, still practice the stoning of those who commit adultery, even though the verse is Gone. The verse is eaten by that goat. But here's a verse in the Quran, Quran seventeen thirty two, where Allah said
3: and do not get near the fornication. Surely it was indecent in an evil way.
1: And what happened if a person did commit fornication? Was well, the punishment, as we just said, uh, uh, to be stoned to death if they are married or slash if they are uh, single. OK, uh, let's see now the uh, statement, which is shocking me. But obviously it did not hit the, uh, the uh, media and the media care less about talking about it. Why is that? Because it is the fake news of the United States of America, including Fox. I literally got sick and tired just three days ago watching Fox 5 o'clock in the morning and I was watching in, my, uh, in, my, in Vicky's app and I closed it in a very mad, bam, I almost broke the machine, two pieces. And I told Vicky, I'm not going to watch this stupid Fox News anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. Because Fox could not have the guts to let the people say what they want to say. The man said Islam. And the gentleman from the Fox is correcting me. You mean radical Islam? Oh yeah, radical Islam. No, it is not radical Islam. It is Islam, you stupid idiots. Why can't we say it right? Everywhere I go, whenever, whenever today in, in Lowe's, a man and his son, older gentleman and his son, 60s and 40s, from Ohio. And I was talking to them, And I'm just saying, oh, you mean radical Islam? No, it's not radical Islam. I'm talking about Allah. I'm talking about Muhammad. I'm talking about Islam. Here's a gentleman with CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations, one of the top people in Dallas, and listen to what he said about Sharia. The director
2: of the Dallas Council on American Islamic Relations, CARE, Mustafa Carroll, made a surprising and shocking statement during a Muslim rally in Austin, Texas. He firmly believes that the message of the Quran is supreme over the United States Constitution.
1: He said, if we are practicing Muslims, we are above the law of the land. And I'll say it again. If Mr. Trump was in the next three years before he leave office, if he will not have a second term, if he will not declare Muslim Brotherhood a jihadi organization illegal for them to practice their propaganda in America and care is one of them for sure are 30 organizations who are literally running today in America as a non-profit organization like a church like my ministry these people need to be all these shops need to be closed and these lawyers of care need to be put in jail or thrown out of America here he is is this acceptable to you Well, when the right time comes, they will practice Sharia in America. Why? Because we allowed these uh, 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 viruses that cancer of Islam exists in America. It is easy to get rid of few cells of cancer. It is impossible to get rid of cancer when it's spread all over your body. And that's exactly what is happening in America. That is what care, believe, and that's what every Muslim in the world believe concerning Sharia. <laughs> now I want to let you listen to this video, a quick video here from uh, that gentleman. How many uh, one here know who this guy is? Can you give me his name? His name. Not one. Okay, I hope those who watching us live can figure out who is this guy before I give you his name. Nope. Nobody can give up a name. Imam Faisal Abdel-Rauf. Faisal Abdel-Rauf. Who is Imam Faisal Abdurroof? rauf This is a guy who tried to build the mosque, Ground Zero Mosque, which we actually named the Victory Mosque. Why did we call it a Victory Mosque? It's just a name he wanted to put for the mosque. Cordova. What is Cordova? That is a great battle. when Muslim won good. It's a very, very good fight. And they won a very uh, successful war in Spain. So Cordova is a battle Muslim won. And he want to name the mosque in Ground Zero Cordova. Why? Because we killed 3,000 Americans. We're going to celebrate their death by building that mosque. I, I'm not going to get into this. I don't have time. Let's move on. Here's what Imam uh, Faisal Abdul rub said about Sharia. Listen carefully. So 90% of Sharia law is fully compatible not only com- not only compatible it's consistent or compatible with 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 American constitutional law and American laws. I don't know what Imam Faisal was smoking or drinking before he made that comment but I don't think he was in his right mind. Or maybe the camera people are stupid enough to let this go. And Fox plays things like that. That's, what, that's what's eating me with Fox. I want Fox to stop completely talking about Islam or Muslims. Even if we have another 10th, September 11, don't talk about this, let it go. You know why? Because Fox News did nothing to harm Muslim or Islam in America, but they actually painted Muslims to be two separate Muslims, radical Muslims and good Muslims. Excuse me, Fox, shut up. They're digging mortgage. Do you know that Fox promoted Islam more than anybody else in America because they talked about Islam more than any other station in America? And not once in the last 16 years, since September 11th until today, not once Fox News quoted a verse from the Quran or a saying of Muhammad to prove that these actions which Muslims have been taken in America the last 16 years, it is actually the teaching of Islam. All what you hear on Fox, they talk about attempt of attack or attack, and it was a radical, and we do not know when he was radicalized, and we do not know how he was radicalized, and all these good excuses, and so far, Fox is making me sick. The one reason, reason number one, and the only reason why I'm not interested to watch Fox News anymore, it's because they defend Islam all the time. Even though they talk about the radical Muslims, listen carefully, my dear friends, the moment you use the word radical Muslim, it is the same moment where you confess with your own tongue there is a moderate Muslim. And if there is a moderate Muslim, that means they have the right to come to America. And if they have the right to come to America, they have the right to build a mosque in America. And I'm gonna see a little about mosque if we have time for it today. And if they have the right to build a mosque in America, he can run in any office in America. He can be your president, your senator, your congressman, your mayor, whatever you want to be. Why? Because they are moderate Muslim. How they became moderate Muslim? Because you, with your foolishness, use the word radical Muslim. So if you want to talk about Islam, say it is Islam, say it is Allah, say it is Muhammad, it is the Quran, it is Islam. There is no such a thing as moderate Muslim because it is not moderate Islam. Moderate Islam does not exist. Unless you live in the Lala land. <laughs> well, let's move on to compare quickly some of the things of Sharia to see if this fits with our constitution. Imam Faisal Abruf said it is 90%. I mean, it's compatible, it's the same. Well, if it is the same, why can't we take our constitution to any Muslim country? Or, you know what, let me pick up only 10% of our constitution. Try to apply 10% of the United States of America constitution to any Muslim country. they laugh at you, it will never go. For example, here we go in Sharia. There is no freedom of religion. Do we have that in our constitution? Uh, we don't have. Okay, here we go. How about this one? There is no freedom of speech. And in America, we can talk. Okay, here we go. There is no freedom of thought. For heaven's sake! For heaven's sake! If you cannot think in Islam, how in the world you can tell me is that we have the same belief, the same doctrine, the same constitution, the same laws? Let's move on. Here we go. There is no freedom of artistic expression. Mm-hmm. I like this one. <laughs> there is no
2: freedom of the press.
1: When uh, the media come to attend my meeting, I tell them, ladies and men, who's, they, sometimes they just come reporter, take a few pictures or a camera. They set a camera for my entire meeting. and say, hey, you need to get yourself some application. Find a job at McDonald's or, uh, or some other store because soon with your stability, you're going to lose your own job. See, Muslims are controlling you right now. Anti-Muslim speaker, Islamophobic, you saw my talk, blah, 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 you saw my talk. And you keep writing that, you keep writing that. Soon you're not going to have your job. How about this one?
2: There is no equality of people. A non-Muslim, an infidel is never equal to a Muslim. <laughs> Does this work in America with our constitution? How about this one? There is no equal protection for different classes of people. Justice is dualistic, with one set of laws for Muslim males and different laws for women and non
1: Muslims. I love it how Muslims say Islam is all about justice. What justice? With, with which rules? There are plenty of rules. I'm going to give you some couple examples at least to figure out why. There is no justice in Islam. Men have, Muslim men have one set of rules, women and slaves have a dozen sets of rules, and then infidels, you and I, have another set of rules. <clears throat> there are no equal rights for women. As a matter of fact, I can go more than that. There is no right for humans in Islam. And I always said this in the past, and I repeat it again your dogs, your cats, your rats, if you have a bird in a cage in your home, have more rights than any Muslim man or woman in the Muslim world. You're not, you're not listening to me. Let me, let me so I give you a good example. If you see a dog in America, somebody hit a dog or the dog drowned in a, in a water. And he sees, he sees this collar around the dog's neck. The Quickly, the you know, the people find out, gives gets a collar. Look, oh, he, the name of the dog was Sadie. And the the, the 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 number, the telephone number is there. So you call, you found out the owner and the family, of course, they're going to have a funeral service. They're going to have the all the children going to gather with mom and dad. They're going to dig a grave in the backyard. And they're going to put this dog in a, a box and fab, fabric around it. And they're going to put it in the ground. They're going to cover it. They're going to have a prayer. They're going to have a... Uh, some thoughts. Everybody's going to talk about the dog and then they're going to put cross on the top of the dog where is it's And I've seen this happen all the time in America. Haven't you done this with your dogs? Your cats? Of course you did. Now, let's go to uh, Egypt. One of the best Muslim countries in the world. And go by the Nile or by the Abrahamia Lake, the Abrahamia Channel. It's just water running. It's not very deep. And you see human bodies floating in the water. That's the way, by the way, same water we drink from. No. I mean, the pipe for the cities, every city, on the, we live on the Nile, we live on the Brahmiya. You see the pipe pumping water from that lake, and the, or this channel of water, or from the, from the Nile. And the dead body is floating in the water. And what the police do, do there? Nothing. Sometime in the next few days, that body will broken apart, will decay, and the fish will eat it. Welcome to the reality. A dog in America have more right, have more value to the American people than a Muslim man or a woman in the Muslim world. I have stories to tell you about dead bodies in Egypt, but that's not the right time or the place for it. Let's move on. Let me share with you from the Quran that there is no justice in Islam, and Islam is the most savage cult, even where Muslims live with other Muslims. Quran 2, 178. Listen to the word of Allah.
3: O you who have believed, Retaliation is decreed on you for the murdered, the free man for the free, and the slave for the slave, and the female for the female.:
1: That is one of the most savage verse in the Quran. Of course, you can't understand what he said here until I tell you what he said. He said, "If I am a free man and I killed one of your slaves, you have no right to revenge or to retaliate by killing me, but you only can pick up an innocent slave, one of my slaves, and you can kill him." If my slave kill you and you're a free man, your family will not kill my slave. They will kill me, the owner of the slave, because revenge is a free man for a free man. If I killed your wife, you have no right to touch me, but you only can kill my innocent wife, because a female for a female. Have you ever thought about Muslims... Shiites go to a Sunni mosque and blow up a bomb. There's somebody do a suicide vis and go pretend to be Allah and he kill himself and he kill 50 or 100 around him. What do you normally Sunni will do? I mean, they lost a hundred member of their mosque. What do they normally do? They will send another guy to another Shiite mosque and he will commit suicide also and he will kill a hundred. Well, maybe he killed 150. Well, guess what? They need to get equal. So they sent another guy with a smaller bomb in a small, another Sunni mosque to kill the 50. That's how Muslims kill each other. There are more Muslims killed by the hand of the Muslims in the last 1,400 years than any foreigners ever killed a Muslim in the Muslim world. Muslims kill more Muslims than anybody else. Why? Because of the retaliation, the law, which is Sharia, which Allah prescribed for Muslims to live by that is savage not according to the bible the man who commits a murder that man must be put to death it doesn't matter if he kill a slave he kill a female he kill an old guy the person who who shed innocent blood that person must be his blood must be shed by another person that is the old testament laws in our new testament thank god for his grace uh, we have done this in egypt for the last 1400 years muslims kill christians and we never retaliate and we never revenge we just bury our dead body and we seek forgiveness for these people for their wicked acts so anyway and by the way in the sharia in islamic law in egypt we cannot kill muslims if Muslims kill Christians. They bottom in jail, as I shared with you on our last program uh, when we were here in our last session. Anyway, let's move on to the next statement to see if there is really a, a connection between Sharia and, and 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 our constitution. Are we in the same page as Imam Faisal Abdul ruf said? Here we go. Women can be beaten. That's Quran 4:34. I know, I know, Imam Faisal or any Muslim would well, light beating excuse me what light beating what is light beating the great muslim scholar said that is you don't break her bones and you don't shed her blood light beating pain but no broken bones no shedding of blood that's fine with muslim I don't know if this fit with our constitution in America well your honor I beat her lightly no broken bones your honor Yeah, bruises so what because there's no shed of blood it's okay no you do this in America and you go in jail all right so, how about this one? A non-Muslim cannot bear arms. I think Democrat and Muslim like that so much they are annoyed. Now we are seeing now there is connection between Democrat and Muslims. They both don't want us to carry guns. And guess what? Study Europe and see what Muslims in Europe. Muslims in Europe have guns, but the people of Europe do not have guns. And the result will be so wicked. As years come by, when Muslims start literally doing their jihad, shooting, killing British and French and German, and they cannot do anything about protecting themselves. How about this one?
2: There's no democracy, since democracy means a non-Muslim is equal to a Muslim.
1: I don't think Americans like that either. So, I mean, I can go on and on and give you literally entire story of Sharia, and you see that nothing in Sharia fit with our constitution. Imam Faisal Abdul was a very professional liar. He knows how to let the American people.
2: Our constitution is a man-made document of ignorance, jahiliyyah, that must submit to Sharia.
1: So in the end, run Imam Faisal, we're going to get rid of our constitution and replace it with Sharia, and that's how we end being in peace with the Muslims. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Non Muslims are Dimmies.
1: If you open our textbooks, and I really would love to do this in the future if I can have the opportunity to come to speak to you about lies in the textbooks. We have 15 lies in this presentation. It, it has to be done in many hours. It's actually a good eight-hour seminar, so we'll not be able to do it just in one setting. we we'll may be do it in a couple settings, three settings, whatever time you can give me. I'd love to share this presentation with you. But one of the lies they teach our children in our public schools in America, that Christians and Jewish people enjoy the dimmi uh, status in Islam after Muslims you were know, controlling their, their countries. Enjoy the Demi. I don't think the students have a clue. What is in the dimmi. What do, what is the status of a Demi? Because if you think about slavery slavery is a beautiful thing in America compared to the Demi at least in America The law did not say that the master has the right to take the wife of his slave to sleep with her anytime but that is in the Demi I Have the right to take my slave's wife in my bed anytime. Because that is what the Sharia, what the Quran teaches. A man who has what, what you call, what your right hand possessed. If I own a slave, I have the right to be involved with a slave anytime. Allah's word, Sharia, Islam. So the is that is is very sick. Segregation, no respect for the Christian or the Jew, treats them in humiliation, abuse them, taking all the money you can get out of them until you bankrupt them to force them to become Muslim
2: all governments must be ruled by
1: sharia yes indeed that is the difference between the sharia and the constitution how about this (laughs) no separation of mosque and state what are we studying today and in our last sunday in our first session we're studying sharia what is sharia sharia it is islamic law eighty percent or more of islam is actually laws less than twenty percent is religion how in the world you separate Islam from what it is in it, what is made of, if it is 80% plus our laws. <laughs> you can get rid of Jesus, you can get rid of the Bible, you can get rid of the prayer, you can get rid of the Ten Commandments, but you will not be able to get rid of Muhammad or Sharia, which is 80 plus percent of Islam. Let's move on.
2: Unlike common
1: law, Sharia is not interpretive, nor can it be changed. It is, as we shared in our last program, it is a set of rules. You live by, you die by, and that's the end of it. It is not flexible, as Muslims claim. Drinkers and gamblers should be whipped. Talking about, uh, my brother sharing about, they're going to put some uh, places near you to have alcohol, serve alcohol. Well, in Islam, we don't have a problem with that, because if you are drinking, we're going to literally whip the daylight out of you, or if you're selling it, we have the right to kill you. Just in Alexandria, Egypt uh, last year, I saw a video. A man was beheaded in front of his business because he served alcohol. He served beer, not even hard liquor, beer. That's a no-no for the Muslim Brotherhood. As they're trying to do, by the way, this, today in England, we're going to show a picture in the end, how they are forcing the, in the no-go zone in England that you cannot serve alcohol, period. Alright, how about homosexual?
2: Homosexuals must be executed.
1: (laughs) Now I got in America, so many people protest me, even homosexual come to my big meetings and protest me. I was speaking in Wisconsin, a big church, and uh, we got over 120 so people show up outside the church to protest me. And the media lies They said 150 They were not 120 They were 110 But that's okay And one of these people Who protest me is They have a big Huge umbrella I mean beautiful Colorful umbrella And I said I wonder Are these gay and lesbian They say yes Brother Usama They're gay and lesbian They're here to protest you I said these people are stupid. <laughs> How in the world gay and lesbian standing with a Muslim over But I found out that Muslim teach them that you can be a Muslim and be a gay. You can be a Muslim and you can be a lesbian. It's accepting in Islam. And when you hear about killing gay and lesbian, this is culture. It has nothing to do with Islam. Like the cutting of the hand of the teeth—that's culture. Every single book about Islam, it's a culture. I have nothing to do with Islam. Believe it or not, if you go online and look at these uh, in, in the, the reports and the things they have put about these people protesting me, you will hear me. If you saw the video, which we have video for it in the church there, as everywhere I go, people record me. I said in that in that meeting, the day is coming, and Muslims in America will be hunting the gay and lesbian and killing them even in their clubs in their bars 13 days later the shooting of orlando took place look at the dates look at the date when i did the speech look at just go online and look for protest uh, uh trash language they put on the church to spray bad words all over the church It's available it's online and look at my speaking engagement date and the shooting of orlando 13 days later it was not even fall two weeks yet so is it really culture or really Muslim killed, again, lesbian, according to Muhammad's teaching? How about this? This has come from Abu Dawood, Abu Dawood, who actually was quoted by Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas is Muhammad's first cousin. Hadith number 4447. Listen to what Muhammad said.
3: Muhammad said, if you find anyone doing as lots people did, kill the one who does it and the one to whom it is done.
1: Kill them both. That's why Muslim practice the killing of the gay and lesbian. It's not because they love to do it. It's just Sharia. It is law. They have to live by it. They have to live by it. How about this one? Fornicators to be whipped and adulterers to be stoned to death. We already talked about that previously. Death
2: for Muslim and possible death for non-Muslim critics of Muhammad and the Quran and even Sharia itself.
1: Uh, that's why when I do this seminar, every time I do this seminar, as we have it right now on, live on air, and it's going to be on YouTube a little bit later, as Brother will put it there, and guess what? Whenever a Muslim imam see me talking about Sharia, the way I talk about it, mocking it, expose it to the American people, another, all I take is just one Muslim imam say, ah, oh, another fatwa, the issue of decree of my death. If somebody will kill me, he will receive a reward of Allah. He will be, you know, blah, 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 and all this hogwash off the Fatawi, which is a decrees written against people like me. So, how about this one? Circumcision is obligatory for both men and women. Believe it or not, the first time I did this presentation, I did it here in Sarasota. And a registered nurse talked to me after the meeting, and she said, what you said about circumcision of females is true. I said, how do you know? She is I guess in her late 70s, she said, I used to work for 30-some years at St. Louis Hospital. That's in Missouri. And we had hundreds of cases. Young girls come with a high fever, 104, 105, like almost death. And she said, we figured it out. Whenever girls, young girls come with high fever, we put them on the table, uncover their private part, and we see a bad infection because mom and dad do it at home. And I said to this nurse, So what did you do then after that? What did you do next? She said, Nothing. No. I said, What do you mean nothing? You didn't call the police and call the authority? Oh, no, no, we could not do that. And why is that? Because they told us in the hospital, This is Islamic culture. You know what makes me sick about the American people? Is this it's their stupidity. If a father or a mother spanks their child, just a small spank, you know, two, three fingers on the hand or on the butt, and the child goes to the hospital, and somehow the teacher discovered that mark of the finger on the butt or on the hand, Immediately, the police will be called, the, the social service will get involved, the, the, the child will be removed from the home of mom and dad, it will be taken to foster care, uh, there will be a court case, the dad will be found guilty, or the mom will be found guilty, they may be going to jail, they may, you may have to find yourself a good lawyer to get rid, and by the, way, by the time you get to court, if you examine the butt or the arm of the child, there's nothing there. It's gone. The mark of the finger is gone. But for Muslim to abuse half of its people, that's every female, literally in that way, that they took out of of them the gift of sexuality, which God Almighty gave to them, that's okay. Why? Because it's culture. Oh, don't worry, Brother Usama. Last year, we arrested two doctors and and a nurse who were doing that act. Excuse me, are you really stupid? I'm talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of American Muslims who are doing this to their females. And you arrested three? Or thirty? 30? Or, or three hundred? Or three thousand? This is a political correctness which is going to destroy America. Today they're circumcising their females. Tomorrow they will do yours. And they do it because they believe it is the best for their children. I mean, what do you prefer, my daughter to grow up and commit adultery and we kill her or we just cut it off and then she have no feeling she become like a toy for men to enjoy sexually and to produce babies. She's became a machine, baby making machine. Which one? Do you want her to die in a young age, in a teenager? Wait a minute. What about the hundreds of millions of Christian young girls in the Muslim world who do not go through this abuse and they do not commit adultery? They are virgin in their night of their marriage. <laughs> if that's not abuse, I don't know what you call abuse
2: testimony of a woman before a judge is
1: worth half that of a man. Uh, Now we talk about justice. This is the first example I'm going to give to you about justice. You see, the justice is two women and one man. We actually need two men. If you could not find two men, one man and two women. Why? Because they're stupid. They forget. Here's what Allah said in the Quran.
3: So if there were not two men, so one man and two women, of those among whom you are pleased for witnesses,
1: I'm not talking about even some just uneducated Muslim woman or not uneducated, uh, weird, uh, handicapped, mentally deficiency, you know, so. no, the, the ones they are pleased with, the best of the women. you get two of them to be equal to one man, that is justice. I don't know what woman with common sense will accept that justice, that her voice in a court of law, Islamic law, of course, is equal to half of a man. How about to receive the inheritance women are to receive just one half the inheritance of a male is that justice yes indeed in Islam see it is not justice if you give her a quarter of her brothers no she only to get a half of what her brother get of course if the the daddy have only one daughter and one man boy here's the verse of the Quran Allah commands you concerning your children to
3: the male the like portion of two females.
1: And what justice is that when you know that these females cannot even work? Dr. Sahar, uh, she is one of the ladies who traveled with the MSA, Muslim Student Association. is a brotherhood organization in America. And uh, she was speaking in the University of New Orleans and I attends a meeting. And she said, half is plenty for a female. After all, her husband take care of all her needs. She actually used this money, which she inherited from her daddy, uh, to buy uh, ice cream, gold, clothes, extra stuff. She just bought in her savings. And I said, Dr. Sahar, aren't you assuming that every Muslim female is a happy married one? What about the one who is a widow? What about the one who is divorced? What about the one who never got married? What about, what about, in a society does not allow women to work? If it's my opinion, good. they should get every dime the father leave. The sons can go and work and take care of themselves. Let's move on. Islamic supremacies.
2: Islam is superior to every other culture, faith, government, and society, as it is ordained by Allah to conquer and dominate
1: them. <laughs> How in the world do you allow a Muslim man use the word Sharia in America and speak of it highly to continue to breathe air inside the borders of the United States of America? In, in, in my opinion, here is the, the best vetting from Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump was vetting people by asking them 10 questions 3-4 times in a year or two and they bring him to America. Here's the best vetting. Are you a Muslim? Yep. So you believe in the Quran? Yep. You believe in Sharia? Yep. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't have to go and say any more further than that. If we, the government of America, know what is in Sharia, it is illegal for these people to breathe air in our borders. Let's move on. Here's the verse of the Quran so you may think I'm making it up. No. Quran 385. <clears throat>
3: And whoever desires any other religion except Islam, so it will not be accepted from him. And in the
1: hereafter, he will be of the losers. I'm a Christian. Nope. Not accepted. And when you die, you go to hell. And by the way, that is the verse which Allah uses the Quran to abrogate, to cancel, to erase, to delete. Quran chapter 2, verse 62, which Muslims love to quote in America, which teach what? Those who believe, Muslims... Jews, Christians, Sabians, idol worshippers, whoever believe in Allah and in the last day and do good deeds, there is no fear on them. Really, we're all good. Jewish, Christian, Muslims, and idol worshippers, all good. That verse was an early verse which Allah abrogated by 385. It is Islam. You don't want to be a Muslim, that's fine, we kill you. we take your wife and we take your daughters and we raise Muslim babies out of them. It's fine. You don't have to become Muslim. The hatreds towards the Jews, Which I'm gonna talk emphasize on it right now. Actually, if you think you can find a Muslim man or a woman in the West who like, not love, like the Jews, you're dreaming. Not one Muslim person in planet Earth like the Jews, they hate them. And if you think they like you as an American or as a Christian, you're really duped. Why? Because Muslims hate the Jews. Uh, if say if they, if they hate the Jews one inch, that means they hate you at least a hundred inch deeper. Why? Israel or the Jews to the Muslims are just simply small devil. America is the great Satan. Okay, so. Let's talk about the hatred towards the Jews.
2: Anti-Semitism is intrinsic to Sharia and is based on the genocidal behavior of Muhammad himself and wiping out
1: the entire Jewish population of the Arabian Peninsula. As a matter of fact, the hatred towards the Jews and the Christian by the way, started in Quran chapter 1, <laughs> verses 5 and 6. In verse 5, as we covered in our previous session, we said, Allah said to the Muslim to pray and say, Guide us to the straight way. Guide us to the straight way. Notice now, these are the words which Muslims repeat 17 times a day. That is when they pray their five daily prayers. Guide us to the straight way. Which way? Listen. Verse 6. The way of
3: those whom you have graced, the Muslims, not those whom the wrath is against, the Jews,
1: nor the lost ones, the Christians. That's, that's where the hatred to the Jews started. Quran chapter 1, verse 6. And Muslims know it very well. Obviously, when they say it in their prayer, in the prayer, as we invite them in America to pray in our city hall meetings, mm. and uh, Congress meeting, and Senate meeting, and uh, school board meeting, and every meeting, now we allow Muslims to pray. They actually quote the entire chapter one, the six verses in the Arabic language. And even if they say it in English, they're not going to use the words between the brackets. So they would say, uh, the way of those whom you have graced, not those whom the rest is against, nor the lost ones. And the people who attend the meeting, Jews, Christians, atheists, whatever, they always say amen after the imam said amen to respect the men. Not knowing that they are saying amen for their own destruction. Mm-hmm. Muhammad hated the Jews so much in the Hadith which is the second source of Sharia, he said that the day of judgment will not come until Muslims kill the last Jew. That even the rock or the tree will cry out, O Muslim faithful, not all Muslim radical, O Muslim faithful, there is a Jew, hide behind me, come and behead him. Muhammad made sure before he died there is not one Jew in the Saudi Arabia Peninsula and he commanded his people to do the same. That's why we got the mess we have today in Israel land. Why? Because the Palestinians refused to take their half of the land since 1947 because they believed the lies of the Muslims of Syria, Jordan and Iraq. The Palestinians believe that the day is coming, they're gonna kill the last Jew and they're gonna take the entire land. Jerusalem will be their capital. Thank God for Mr. Trump and his boldness to end this propaganda. Hopefully, it will stay the same and nothing will change. Takeya. lying in Islam.
2: It is permissible for a Muslim to lie, especially to non-Muslims, to safeguard himself personally or to protect Islam.
1: This is... The reality of all the Muslims who live in America, who wear suits and ties, and talk everywhere. Whenever a Muslim opens his lips or her lips to talk about Islam, that's exactly what it is. They're practicing taqiyya. Here is the verse of the Quran, Quran chapter 3, verse 28. I wish everybody watch me right now. Memorize that verse. And use it everywhere you go to end the propaganda of the loving, peaceful Islam in America. Quran 328, Allah said,
3: Believers do not take the infidels for friends, rather than the believers. And whoever does this, so he has nothing to do with Allah, except that you should guard yourself from them cautiously. And Allah himself warns you, and to Allah is the final return.
1: Allah here is speaking to the believers, not to the radicals. You will never find a verse in the Quran Allah mentioned radicals. Allah talk about hypocrites. These are the Muslims who refuse to practice the teaching of Islam and they must be put to death. Quran chapter 9, verse 53. But he's speaking to the believers. Allah said, What? Don't take the Christians and the Jews for friends that are infidels. But his exception. Except, whenever you see a word except or the word but or unless or if or when, these are very important words. You need to put circle around them in my Quran, in my translation, if you get my copy. And then read carefully what comes after it. Except that you should guard yourself, that is to, to practice taqiyyya, from them cautiously. That is the only time where a Muslim can take a Jew or a Christian for a friend to protect themselves from us. So they're going to take us as real friends? No, 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 no. Listen to what Al-Jalalani said. For the sake of time, I'm going to move to the red line here. If you are afraid of them, you can take them as friends with your tongue, not with your heart. بِالْلِسَانِ دُونَ الْقَلْبِ Only by your tongue, not with your heart. And that is before the might of Islam or the strength of Islam. Listen carefully and this can be practiced by whoever lives in a country he's not strong in it Muslim at USA they're not strong in America they don't have the upper hand Quran 47 35 therefore the nice friend neighbors workers doctors owner of gas station, God's my witness. If I have a time, if I have a couple hour, I can share with you true examples of how Muslims in America treat you, American people, in their businesses. When I want these businesses, that's real stories. And they thought I'm a Muslim man from Egypt by the name Usama. They're trashing your females. They're literally mocking you. And it's so disgusting. I don't even want to talk about it. But in the same time, they smile on your face and they call you my dear sister, ma'am, my friend, my special friend, as Muslims always say.
2: Slander means anything that might offend a Muslim, even if it is true.
1: So if I say Muhammad was a child molester, I mean a 51 year old man married to a six year old child, he's a child molester. If I say that, it's true. But that's a slander. And don't forget, the punishment of slander is what? Death. As we covered in our previous program now we, in America we have our uh, pledge of allegiance we put our hands on our heart and we face the flag and we see a pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which stand. Muslim also have their pledge listen to the pledge which Muslim repeat every day in the Muslim world
2: Allah is our goal the messenger is our model the Quran is our constitution jihad is our means martyrdom in the way of Allah is our inspiration
1: can you imagine that's what they really believe? And you tell me we're going to bring him to America and we're going to vet them. Vet him for what? The vetting can end in one simple question. Are you a Muslim? Yep. You cannot come. Goodbye. You can do that and be hated by the Muslim all over the world. Or you do what your politicians are doing right now and you're going to lose your grandchildren in this country. I don't know what choice you want to do. Which one are you going to take up? Be hated by the Muslims? Or being killed by the Muslims I choose to be hated by the Muslims but of course we're not gonna do that because as we know America will not be here in the end of time and sadly it will be destroyed by the Muslim simply because we are not listening because we're not studying because we're not seeking the truth and my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge knowledge. Uh, some Muslims Opposing Sharia. They said, We don't want a Sharia. We don't want to have Sharia. As a matter of fact, as I shared with you in our last program, CARE are one of those who say, We don't want to have Sharia. But at the same time, they want to have Sharia. As, as we saw in the first video, well, not right now. Maybe later when we have the upper hand. Now, I'm going to give you the depth of why Muslims in America say, We don't want to have Sharia
2: now. The Muslim Brotherhood and the organizations in the US are dedicated to a process of settlement they term as a civilization jihadist process. Describing, Brotherhood members emphasize that they follow the laws of the nations in which they operate. They stress that they do not believe in overthrowing the US government, but rather that they want as many people as possible to convert
1: to Islam. Haha! Huh. they wanna have the upper hand. Trust me, if the Muslim in America today ask for Sharia and force Sharia on us, there will not be one Muslim in America. I don't think even the people of America needed the policemen or the government to do it for them. They can take care of themselves. So the smart. They don't have the upper hand. They want to have more Muslims. And what else? Listen. So that one day,
2: perhaps generations from now, a majority of Americans will support a society governed by Islamic law. He... Mustafa Saeed, a Floridian who left the US Brotherhood in 1998 says he found out What mm-hmm. that the US Brotherhood had a plan for achieving Islamic rule in America? It would convert Americans to Islam and elect like-minded Muslims to political office
1: We have few politicians now who are Muslim uh, Nancy Pelosi She's bragging about this Muslim center. Tell him you're a Muslim. Tell him you're a Muslim. Yeah, you idiot, she
3: is a
1: idiot. We're gonna have a Muslim governor in Michigan and if this man won when 2018 I promise you he would beat Trump so badly in 2020 let me say it again I'm glad this is recorded because I've said that twice about Obama first election he when he was a senator I said if that man ran as a, as a president he will win we have the videos for it I'm not making it up and then I said he will win again and I won and, and I was right I wish I can beat people on big money i be rich because people argue, oh, no, no, no. It is is four term. American people understand. No, American people are stupid. How do I know what the American people are doing, right or wrong? It's, I check the church. The church is in a coma. The only one who can wake up this country and do what's right is the church. But the church in America is not slave anymore. It's in a coma. So guess what? If that man won as a governor 2018 in Michigan, he will be your president 2020. And if you want to make a bet on it, I will make the bet, even though I'm never bet, but I will bet on that one. (laughs) For charity, okay. I'm not going to put the money in my bucket. I'll continue to be poor the rest of my life. Let's move on to to the three main goals which Muslims uh, will take one after another to accomplish their Islamization of the world. Okay, number one.
2: Muslim refusal to assimilate into the melting pot of
1: any Western
2: host country.
1: That's exactly what Linda Sarsour said just recently. We're not going to melt with you. And I'm glad they're not. Because believe me, if they melt with us, that'll be the destruction faster speed. At least right now the American can seize them.
2: Step number two. Muslim establishment of Sharia zones in areas where Muslims deny the law of the host country.
1: This happened all over Europe and it's coming to America. It's coming to America.
2: Third one. Muslims insistence
1: the host country accommodate Sharia due to principles of religious freedom. And we already found out what's in Sharia. There is no freedom. There is depression. There is sickness. There is abuse. There is—I mean, literally—it is death. Sharia equal death. But Muslims will use our constitution and freedom of our of our country to take over our country to destroy us. If you—I give you a, a, something to do within next week, okay? Find a hundred people, just meet them at McDonald's or. Walmart or something and ask them what do they think about Sharia? They all, I guarantee you, speak highly of Sharia Because that's all what they've been hearing from our uh, uh, Media is that nothing wrong with Sharia as Imam Faisal said he may be in 100 people You get one or two say, oh, it's a wicked thing If if they know you're a Muslim for sure they're gonna speak highly of it That's what happened with me when I talk to them. What do you think of Sharia? Well, it's, it's a Muslim belief, you know. It's nice, it's cool, nothing wrong with it because they think I'm a Muslim. That's how cowards they are. Mm-hmm. If they think you're a Muslim, if you put a hijab lady on your on your face, cover yourself in hijab, and talk to a thousand Americans, they will all be afraid of you and very respectful of you, and they will go with what everyone say. Sadly. Okay, let me give you a couple examples of nonsense in Sharia. Uh, You know, i love someday, maybe in the future, I'll make a a video, a comedy video for two hours. (laughs) Nonsense of Sharia. I guarantee you it will be the best-selling video. Like uh, Tim Hawkins. I don't know if you watch Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian. I'd like to do some comedian about Sharia. For example, listen, here's one. Uh, In 9.5, from the, uh, the same book, Reliance of the Traveler.
2: The minimal duration of a pregnancy from which a live child is born. Is six
1: months while the maximum is four years. <laughs> what? A woman can be pregnant in Islam for four years. Why? Because Muhammad's daddy died three years before Muhammad was born. Instead of we say Amna, the mother of Muhammad, committed adultery or slept with some other guy, no, she was pregnant by Abdullah, her, the, Muhammad's daddy, for three years because Abdullah died three years before and we got the verses in the Quran to prove it go online, watch my video uh, revealing the truth behind the Muhammad movie this is a movie which Hillary and Obama lied and they used as excuse for the killing of Christopher and uh, the other three Americans in Libya Benghazi, Libya, watch my video about this, it. it's a two hour video, in it I give you the details of why Muslim believes that a mom can be pregnant for four years the Quran teach that Muslims can't believe it. As a matter of fact, in Egypt, a man left Egypt, went to Saudi Arabia, and his family called him, you need to come home. We discovered you have a problem. So he went home, and they told him, your wife just have her baby. And he was in Saudi Arabia for three years. So he went to the mufti to check with the mufti about her stoning, you know, to end this, her life. And the mufti said, how long have you been away? He said, three years. Three years? I've never touched my wife. He said, three years, he said. he said, according to Sharia, he's your child. In Egypt, two years ago, not, not in the 8th century, ninth century, two years ago. Go online, check it out. He sees the Mufti decree. But anyway, let's move to another one nonsense.
2: Wherever there is less than six months between two births, the babies are considered
1: twins. Oh <laughs> a mom can have Twice, get pregnant in six months. God help us. Anyway, let's skip Mohammed this. It's okay about Muhammad. Sharia finance. Sharia finance. We're running out of time here. Sharia finance. You and I support Sharia finance in America every day. Do you drink Coca-Cola? No, you are, well, other stuff. <laughs> um, do you have any insurance? Do you use any bank? Do you use any, uh, you know, let, let, let me make it short, sweet. We're going to move on to this. The Muslims from the Middle East came to America with their millions of dollars or actually billions. And they went to Wall Street and they told the guys on Wall Street, we would like to invest our money in America. And Wall Street are nice people. They're not greedy at all. They don't love money at all. And the Muslims said, we will allow you to use our money to invest it in America under two conditions. Number one. You cannot invest our money in anything haram, anything forbidden. Which means you cannot invest it for alcohol or pornography or pork meat or stuff like that. Okay, Anything that does not fit with Sharia. Number two, if if Allah blessed us and we made profit, we take two and a half percent of that profit. And we will write a check directly to any Muslim charity organization of our choice. And we will not tell you which one it is because we have to give in secret according to Sharia, and Muslims, uh, the, the Wall Street people say, sure, the Christians do the same thing, they give 10% of their money in the church, and the church use the money however they wish, they can give it to uh, poor people, they can build uh, homes with it, they can, you know, whatever they can do, it's a charity, it's money, well, guess what, Imam or Sheikh Yusuf Al-Qaradawi a man cannot come to America physically or, or, or England. He is, not, he is not welcome in both countries. That man collect millions of dollars of the American people, even though he physically cannot, hear, cannot come here. Through the jihadis organization, which we know to be the Brotherhood, like CARE and ISNA and others, you can literally right now go to CARE and pay your, your zakat, zakat fund. And they will take that money and imam, Oh, Sheikh Yusuf Al-Qaradawi is in charge of all that money. So, I'll give you the long story of this video. We're going to skip the video. And it is, by the way, in Islam it's called jihad. It's called jihad. Performing jihad with your money. It is equal to performing jihad with your life. Quran chapter 9, verse 41. Allah said,
3: March forth lightly or heavily and perform jihad or holy war with your money and your lives for the sake of Allah. This is best for you, if you were knowing.
1: So when Muslim gave this money to the jihadi, that itself is jihad. Because without money, you cannot have a bomb. Without a bomb, we cannot kill the Jews. So we need the bomb, we need the money. You can perform jihad with your money, or you can perform jihad with your life. Now I'm going to give you the proof that you who are watching me right now, or you who are listening here in the church, you are a supporter of the jihad financial jihad or the uh, financial uh, sharia finance as we see it in the Islamic uh, code of law here look at this list It's going to go quickly fast and tell me in the end if you are not a supporter of sharia finance in America start with AIG famous one This list used to be 26 organization and bank and insurance when I start talking about this a good seven years ago, eight years ago. Now it's over 100, and soon it will be every business in America. So in some words, unless you're using cash and you have nothing to do with insurances or any of these businesses, you don't drink Coca-Cola, you don't drink coffee. Now now in America, we have halal coffee. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. Here we go. Let's move on to the next thing here. Now, uh, quick, I on to share, is it culture or, it is, or it's Sharia? Because that's a good excuse Muslims always use. Well, it is not Sharia, it's actually culture. No, it's not culture, it is Sharia. Why? Because Allah stated in the Quran to do. If you look at a woman dressed like that, is it culture or is it Sharia? Well, it is Sharia. Why? Because the Quran said, "O
3: oh, you Prophet, say to your wives and to your daughters and the women of the believers, let down their covering over them, that in this way they will be known, so they will not be harmed. And Allah was forgiving, merciful.
1: There are so many Muslim ladies and we have the videos to prove it. Why do you wear the hijab? She says, so I will not be harmed. Harmed by who? By Americans? For heaven's sake, we live in Sarasota. Here we have beautiful beaches. And on that beaches we have beautiful girls. Who may call themselves dressed in bikini. I call them naked. That's not close. Bikini is not close, okay? And how many cases of rape do we have in Venice beaches, for example? I have three beaches in Venice. How many cases of rape we have in Florida beaches every year? Zero. Why? Because men in America don't rape women because they're wearing bikini on the beach. They are protecting themselves from the Muslims because that day is coming, as we see it in Europe, in Sweden, on in Norway, on Spain, different places all over Germany, the rate uh, the rate of the rape is up to the roof. In 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 uh, in Belgium, I believe, uh, not Belgium, in um, I can't remember the places. One out of five. Where
4: Sweden,
1: Sweden, I believe. But the different there's another state. One out of five female has already been raped by Muslim men. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, the media there will not say Muslims raping our women. They call them Asian. I said, wait a minute, the guy is black. There's no black people in Asia. Why oh, he was an African. Excuse me. Have nothing to do with Africa or Asia. Have something to do with Islam. Because Allah in the Quran gave the Muslim men the right to rape our women. Because if they are in the right hand position, Quran chapter 4 and verse 24, go read the Quran and learn the truth about. What's going on? So this is not culture, this is actually Islam. Let's move on. Uh, cutting the hand of the thief. Oh, it's culture. It's only practiced in, what, seven, eight Muslim countries? No, it's actually Allah's words in the Quran, which make it Sharia. Allah said in Quran chapter 5, verse 38,
3: And the male thief and the female thief so cut off their hands a reward of what they earned, as a punishment from Allah, and Allah is dear wise.
1: It doesn't matter how much you steal. As a matter of fact, you're going to see Angel Shadder coming up a little bit here. I debated him on the Trinity, and I asked him the question very clear. If I steal a dollar from you, how much is the punishment? What is the punishment? And he will not answer. I said, answer my question. And I said, it is the cutting of the hand. Yes or no? And you know what this amazing Muslim took this statement? Yes or no? Yes or no? And they mock me on their YouTube videos. Go watch it. I said, wait a minute, you're missing the whole point. Watch the whole two-hour debate. Cutting the hand of a thief for stealing a dollar, it is the law of Islam, equal to cutting the hand of a thief who steals a billion dollars. That's not justice. The punishment should be equal to the crime. Therefore, democracy is much better than the stupid Sharia. And that's what I said. I said, you're stupid Sharia, you're stupid law. They cut this piece out. I mean, can you imagine when you take three minutes out of two hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah so that Islam now we got halal food halal food this is in Canada okay uh, and this is in America. <laughs> and we're going to skip these verses. Uh, so okay for the sake of time. We got, uh, skip oh. this one too. Uh, we got halal uh, Burger King. We got halal Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's in America. We got halal McDonald's in America, Detroit. We got halal Subway. Literally, I'm not kidding. We have halal coffee in America today. I never thought in my life there would be halal coffee in the country of New Zealand. Now, every item in their stores has this stamp, Halal. And to carry these items in your store, you have to give 5% of the profit to the Muslim jihad organization. Oh you cannot buy an item, clothes, food, drink, anything. It has to be Halal. And it is coming to America. I promise you, that day is coming in America. You give Muslim an inch, they go for a mile. That day is coming in America, and Muslims will have everything in America halal. They will make benefit out of it financially, and they will force you to eat and drink what they want you to eat and what you want to drink. And somebody will say, well, Brother Osama, why are you making a big deal about this? Maybe it's their culture. They like to eat their food. No, it is not culture. It is Islam. And because I read the Quran, I know how dangerous it is. For allowed Muslim to mention the word halal food in America because today they're eating their halal food tomorrow they will kill you for not eating their halal food ah oh, come on you say, yes indeed listen to what Allah said in Quran 929
3: engage in war with those who do not believe in Allah and in the last day and do not forbid what Allah and his messenger forbid
1: He's talking about the Jews and the Christians, 929. Allah forbids the eating of pork, and you want to eat pork? We're going to kill you for it. Allah forbids the worship of Jesus Christ, and you worship Jesus Christ? We're going to kill you for it. No kidding. That's why they bombed churches in the Middle East, because these people in the churches are worshiping Jesus Christ, and that's forbidden. And Allah said, engage in war with the Christian who worship Jesus Christ. And the day is coming, and this will be practiced in America let's uh watch this video quick video here fbi obviously uh we that's one of many videos we have in our presentations the infiltration of islam in america very powerful video but listen to this piece here.
5: every now and then we hear stories about these remote muslim training camps that are providing firearms and paramilitary training and every now and then you see a video of mass men kind of marching through the forest like american forests carrying AK-47s, they're jumping over logs, and they're firing down range and using cover to advance and all that stuff. And most Americans kind of reluctantly think that, well, that's their first amendment right or it's their second amendment right or whatever. However, some of us look at this and we know exactly what's going on here. Some of us with imaginations can imagine a day when these terror cells are activated and they march down out of the forest and they go to the shopping malls or elementary schools and start shooting for real. Do you think that's a possibility? No, it's not a possibility, it's what they're doing, information developed from informants, as well as uh, wiretaps and other techniques that these groups are here in the United States to be the focal point when the jihad here um, kicks off in a grander scale. And they've been captured on conversations saying that. We have informant information, we have witness testimony. Um, so when they are doing this training, firearms training, uh, killing and kidnapping technique training and all the various techniques that they're doing as well as hand-to-hand combat in furtherance of preparing for jihad against the United States. That is a violation of federal law (laughs) to conspire to overthrow and wage war against the United States. How is the political leadership of this country? It's going to explain to the American people that if this day ever comes, God forbid it ever comes, but if this day ever comes, when thousands and thousands and thousands of heavily armed killers come down out of these camps that we've known about for 20 years and start shooting at malls and schools and everything else, how in God's name are they going to explain this to the American people? I have no idea. I can't imagine.
1: Well, I have an idea. they will will say, I wish, we wish we have done it different. We wish we listened to a guy by the name of Osama and vet the Muslim people, and if we found that they believe in Islam, we will not allow them to live in America. I mean, it took the Muslim, the Spanish people, 800 years to get rid of the Muslims. And they got rid of more Muslims from Spain than what we have in America today. But the problem is, they're going to continue to infiltrate this country and it will be too late to fix fix this problem. Now, I want to share with you <laughs> what these Muslims actually believe from the explanatory, uh, of, which is called the memorandum here, which we discovered in 1993, I believe. It was written originally in 1987. It was update 1991. And for the sake of time, I'm going <laughs> to skip it here to go fast. It's written by Ahmed Akram. An
4: explanatory memorandum on the general strategic goal for the Brotherhood in North America by Mohammed Akram. May 19, 1991.
1: When I say the Brotherhood, I'm talking about CARE. I'm talking about ISNA. I'm going to give you the list of their 13 names in a minute here. All these people have an agenda. What is the agenda to take over America? Their agenda is to kill us. And this is not a secret information. Actually, it is available. Here's the information. Go online and download the entire document document because I don't have time to do all of it tonight. But I'm going to share with you just a couple slides here.
4: This memo was written for the Shura Council of the Muslim Brotherhood. In the introductory letter, Akram referenced a, quote, long-term plan approved and adopted, unquote, by the Shura Council in 1987 and proposed this memo as a supplement to that plan and requested that the memo be added to the agenda for an upcoming council meeting. Appended to the document is a list of many Muslim Brotherhood organizations in North America. That's what I
1: said. And I said again, if Mr. Trump will not call them for who they are, Muslim Brotherhood, Jihad organization, close these 30 organizations with all the shabtas and lock them in jail, get rid of them, if he will not do that, it will not make any difference to me if it was him or Hillary or Obama back in the White House. Yes, he's doing a great job fixing lots of stuff, but believe me. You can do all the good stuff and you leave the cancer cells in your body and you're dead. I don't care how good food you eat, exercise, you need to get rid of the cancer. Because as much as you're doing good stuff, you're still feeding the cancer. And these Muslim jihadi need to be out of America. If the Muslims of Egypt acknowledge the Brotherhood to be a jihad organization, and our president, al-Sisi, are locking them up and put them in jail, why in the world is are freely traveling all over America, speaking on Fox News and every TV station? Now, here's a list, so you know these are the 30 jihad organizations whom we need to get rid of them as soon as, as possible. Start with ISNA. And MSA, these are the Muslim Student Association, every college in America, including Florida's colleges here. And you can go on and on with the list, 30 of them. We must close all these organizations completely lock their leaders in some jail or throw them out of America, period. Otherwise, that cancer of Islam will continue to spread all over America and it is a hopeless situation. I, I, I put care in the bottom there for the to catch your attention for it because that is the one they are doing everything they can to stop me from speaking over America. And believe it or not, they did a the great job. Let me see. We-
4: Establishing the islamic center in every city the center we seek is the one which constitutes the axis of our movement the perimeter of the circle of our work our balance center the base for our rise and to educate us prepare
1: us and supply our battalions So why Muslims are building mosques in America to worship like we Christian and the Jew worship in the synagogue? No, they're building the mosque to use as a military base to kill your children. So what we listened to in a minute ago from the FBI agent, that the day is coming and they will be leaving their mosque in the thousands to shoot and kill Americans in churches and in, in, in malls and in schools. Trust me, it is coming. I know it because I've seen it in Egypt by my own eyes. We always get attacked in Egypt on Friday after the Friday prayers. And they normally could not find who did it because they're talking about thousands of Muslims going out and burn churches and destroy Christian businesses. And it's coming to America, in Sarasota County, in your neighborhood.
4: This is in order for the Islamic Center to turn into a seed for an Islamic society, which is a reflection and a mirror to our central organizations. Thus, the Islamic Center would turn into a place for study, family, battalion. Here we go, battalion. The first pioneer of this technique was our Prophet Muhammad as he placed the foundation for the first civilized organization, which is the mosque, which truly became the comprehensive organization, leading Islam to establish organizations with all their kinds, economic, social, media, scouting, professional, and even the military
1: ones. And if Muhammad lived it, it is sharia, it is Islam, it is sunnah, it is a way of life, and Muslim will do it. The process
4: of settlement is a civilization jihadist process with what all the word means. The Brotherhood must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within and sabotaging their miserable house by their hands and the hands of the
1: believers. Why can't Mr. Trump use this document which is in a, which we, we discovered from the Holy Land Foundation trial? It is one hundred percent true documents, not fraud. Why can't he use that document? This material see, that's what these thirty jihad organizations believe. That's what they are trying to do in America. They're gonna destroy us. Therefore, they are as the president of Egypt as Sisi declares them to be jihadi, wicked, uh radical Muslims, if we want to use the word radical Muslim, therefore they're not allowed to live in America. They're not allowed to practice. They're propaganda in America. CARE, ISNA, and others. Go on CARE's site and read what they said about me. they are fight me everywhere. I'm going to have a big battle with them next week, uh, next uh, January 1st, in Minnesota again, as they're trying to stop me from using the libraries there, which we will be using one way or another. I already rented it, and they know I'm going to speak there, and it is about revealing the truth about ISIS. We have retires in it right now. And I know CARE will do everything they can to stop me. And I hope and I pray that the library will make the right decision but not canceling the meeting. it? they will cancel the meeting, we'll Susan? we'll win, we're going to go back and speak in the library. They give this library to the Muslim once a month for free and pay $153 to use a room for a couple hours. Why Muslim take it for free why and have, why why have to be my friend and since they will not allow me to use it? <laughs> Let's watch the last video, because my time is off. Brother Charlie is getting mad at me. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. This is the last video for today. Stoning
6: for adultery, amputations for theft, death for apostates, and second-class status for Christians and Jews. This is life under Sharia law. The Islamic system practiced in countries like Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Great Britain. Yes, Great Britain. There are reportedly some 85 Sharia courts now operating there with Islamic judges ruling on cases ranging from financial to marriage disputes among British Muslims. We went into some proceedings, and there were a couple of Islamic judges sitting up on up above the rest, and there was one solitary Muslim woman who was suing for divorce. Alan Craig is a former city councillor in East London, home to several Sharia courts where women face open discrimination. A woman's witness value is half that of a man. So, you know, that they will tend, therefore, to take the man's position in a divorce. Craig is working with Baroness Carolyn Cox to pass a bill in Britain's House of Lords protecting women from the Sharia oppression. Muslim women here face intimidation within their communities to settle things the Sharia way. And according to Craig, some wrongly believe Islamic courts are their only option. What we're trying to do is say, uh, Muslim women especially in this country need to be informed that actually have other rights and argue better rights under English law. This is the Tower Hamlets section of East London. It's really the epicenter of the Sharia movement here in Great Britain. This impoverished borough of East London has been dubbed the Islamic Republic of Tower Hamlets. Its first elected mayor is a Muslim who critics say has ties to extremist groups. His office declined CBN News's request for an interview. Radical Muslims have threatened women here for not covering up and gays have been beaten in the streets. If people are afraid
1: of having their hands cut, don't steal. If you don't want to be uh, stoned to death, don't commit adultery.
6: Anjum Chowdhury wants Sharia law to rule Great Britain. Last year, his followers put up posters around Tower Hamlets labeling it a Sharia-controlled zone, where Islamic rules are enforced. So could Sharia courts come to America? The idea sounds far-fetched to some. Yet, according to the Center for Security Policy in Washington... There have been some 50 court cases in at least 23 states that have seen conflicts between Sharia law and American state law. And four states have adopted legislation called American laws for American courts that would protect U.S. citizens from the use of any type of foreign law like Sharia in the courtroom.
1: One of these cases is here in Tampa, Florida, I believe, where a Muslim man raped his wife. So she sued him. So the care, the, the lawyers from care, won the case. Why? Because they said in Islam, a woman have no right to turn her husband. No. Well, thank God that liberal dumb judge who gave it to the husband was, was turned over by another lawyer, another uh, yeah, high, higher judge, and found it to be unconstitutional. But believe me. If we continue to allow Muslims to do what they're doing in America, the day is coming and they will practice full Sharia in our states all over this country. And believe me, if we cannot learn from England... There's a, it's a hopeless situation. If we cannot learn from German and, and and France and all, I mean, these people got sucked into since 1970. They got the oil from Saudi Arabia and they got the Muslim in their country, assuming they need them for work and they need them because they make a deal with Saudi Arabia oil and, and they get the youth there and they learn nothing from their, stupidity, their mistakes until today. Just the British Prime Minister last week, they tried to assassinate her a week before and last week she's praising Islam and Muslim and Muhammad and Allah. She's sick, and what's worse than that, we as Americans are sicker, because we can see it. See, they did not see it anywhere else before. they stuck for stuck in, in it firsthand. We are here in America. We can see what Muslims are doing in Europe. Why can't we do what's right? So it's time for us to educate ourselves. I beg you, I beg you, get a copy of my translation of the Quran, or any other Quran. You don't read you don't want to read my translation, it's fine. Get some Quran and read and study. Because once again, Sharia, it is all over the Quran. It is all over the Hadith, the saying of Muhammad. It is in this book, the Ahmad and Salik, the reliance of the Traveler. Get some material, study, educate yourself, and protect yourself and others. Because that's the only way we can save America, through education. My people are destroyed for lack of food, no, water, no, money, no, for lack of knowledge. That is Hosea for six. Thank you so much for allowing me to spend this time with you and I look forward to come back again to do some other study. We got plenty. So far we covered one presentation of twenty four I believe or twenty five. I have.
0: Okay, well so we'll take up twenty four of them. We love it. We love it.
1: Thank now, you. before you go, I want to tell you something.
0: We uh, have some pizza that's right over here. And, and i eat pizza. You have to stay. Absolutely. It's halal uh, pork. So, it's halal. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I, I want you to know that you, the reason why you have to stay and everybody else I would ask to stay is because it was paid for from Australia. One of our people that's watching right now in Australia sent us money for pizza. And then a friend of mine, Mike, also sent some money for it. And so uh, it's a gift to the church. And uh, so we hope you'll enjoy some halal I pork will, with your pizza. Will.
1: Hey, brother, if it does not move, I eat it. There, yeah, there you go. And if it moves, you just kill I know it how to stop it, and I'll eat it. There you go. All right, we're going to say a prayer,
0: and we're going to close out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the chance to uh, have Usama here and to speak on Islam. And uh, we would pray that uh, he would be safe and his family would be safe as they go forward. And we certainly pray for his son, who he mentioned in the uh, the Amen. last uh, service that we had, that he's having difficulties with him. We would pray that that would be behind him. And, Lord, we uh, pray for those who are sick and in a bad way right now in this church that are struggling with their health. We pray for them. And uh, we also pray that you bless the food that we have coming our way. And we thank you for all the good and kind blessings you've given us. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so before we turn off the uh, computer, I want everybody online and here to know that he does not do this for free. He needs to make a living. And so if you can... Please give him a a gift or a donation and And, online.
1: By the way, to the ministry, not to me. To
0: to, to the ministry, straightway.org. And uh, if you don't have that, email me and I can get it to you. But we need to make sure that he is taken care of so that he can continue in this ministry. And now we'll say goodbye to everybody online. Everybody, we love you. We want you to have a wonderful uh, week and we'll see you here on Sunday. Bye-bye. You got it, brother.
5: This is the first. Pizza is here,
0: and so. Pizza's here? I'm telling you what, it's. Yeah, Nicole made it for the pizza, so we're in good shape. See if that baby's gonna turn off. See how mom got the pizza, bring that up, and this is.
4: Sure, I'm you say women, oh, sorry,